Podcast. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. And this is Trav. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast of mm, I see what you're doing there. D- look deep into my eyes. See you deeper. Fifty shades of gray. Yes. Mm, always knew that. Anyways, tonight's topic is psionics, telepathy being just one of them. And what it ha- what happens to a world when that gets suddenly either discovered, acknowledged, or introduced? By the power of our minds! <laughs> anyway. Right. Yes. It's got to be a reference to something, but you've never said what it was, oh, so dear. I don't get it. Oh, that was actually uh, a reference? Oh, yeah, it was actually from... Um uh, Monkey took my checkpack. It was one of the episodes he did, and he had a person with psychic powers. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, there's a lot of terms for it. I don't like the term Esper because that's basically taking ESP and putting an er on it. That'd be like that, that'd be like saying I'm an FBIer <laughs> or a CIAer or uh, I don't know a Scott. A, a scar if you're from the Society of Creative Anachronism. I don't like that particular term, okay? Uh, I, I guess I prefer the term psionics, uh, which I'm not sure where that got coined, but it was like in the 60s, I believe. Yeah. But uh, it refers to people who have powers that cannot be, that give you perceptions that are not through your normal five or whatever other senses you want to claim are the normal ones. Uh, there's some people who think there's a um, spatial sense where you can tell, you know, where all the different parts of your body are in relation to all the other ones. And some people think you there's a sense that you can tell when somebody's standing right in front of you. I don't know. The point is, we're talking about probably things that are a bit more important than a party favor. Um, you know, uh, where you have the ability to lift uh, objects with your mind and hurl them about as if you know you had a like a ghostly hand. And in some games, that's what they actually do. Uh, in um, uh, in Gamma World, uh, you had the ability to have a telekinetic hand, and it produced a ghostly hand that went around and would pick things up and do manipulation. Uh, and and it could be destroyed, and you'd have to reform it as a, as your action the next time. For example, I I had a character who had that, and I liked to go and take grenades and pull the pins and take them over and press them up against people, and because they, they didn't get a saving throw, and I didn't have to roll to hit. And uh, that's uh, oh. uh, yeah, it was pretty nasty. Uh, anyways, I, I, I remember but, Ringworld, the, the RPG, actually emulated some of the psionics from the Larry Niven books, including the psychic arm, which right. basically was the length of an arm. 
Yeah. Well, that was Gil Hamilton. He had he had the extra arm. The uh, it's been represented many many different ways, and e- practically every single game system has a different way of representing psionics powers, uh, especially in how, where they come from, how powerful they are, how accurate they are, in the sense of you know, do, you know, do they automatically go? And, and of course, we have everything from, like I said, uh, a minor hat trick of being able to light a match, you know, across the room, uh, and maybe uh, knock over a, a, a domino or something, all the way up to people who are literally lifting mountains and hurling them right and left, you know. So, I won't even get into the uh, Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan powers. <laughs> that's that's just you know he's just you saying. To those as, what you're just saying. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, but the, we're, those are basically what we refer to as cosmic level or something. I don't know. Anyways, so uh, but we're talking about Fringeworthy because of the very first Fringeworthy uh, team actually had someone who had these kinds of powers. John, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, why don't you tell us about it? Oh yes, Wei Lei, the uh, the uh, person from China. Uh, she's basically, and she's like a multi generational psionic. It runs in her family, uh, which is which is of course, if you if you've played any of the Tritech games, that's in keeping. You basically have a better chance of being psionic if it runs in the family. You know, and uh, she was psionic. She had empathy uh, and uh, empathy and telepathy, and I. And I think uh, uh, because of the way the rule system ran, I think mental haze, so she can haze people's minds out, so they would just, you know, be stunned or something like that, mentally stunned. Well, that's really just something that happened because we were using Savage Worlds and you got like three powers and they were all kind of together. In in the actual narrative, she only displays uh, two. uh, Well, really, not, not really even two. In the narrative, she only really displayed empathy. Yeah. Yep. Well, but, no, she did do tele- telepathy, I think. No, actually, the, the, the dream sequence was more telepathy than empathy, but uh, afterwards... Yeah, but again, we're still talking about something that was enhanced as yes. a result of some product. So, Natch, her, her normal state was basically being able to say, oh, you really w- are willing to pay more for this piece of fish. <laughs> you really like this piece of fish. Here, I think I'll charge you more. <laughs> Yeah, well, she, she she was a successful business manager. She could read people, and she was a great negotiator. Right, <laughs> always knew when they were at the limit and when they weren't. Yep, yep. I, I had in the game when they were busy uh, negotiating with the with the Victorians in England. They found out the Victorians had their own person on their side who actually had the same powers. So they right. were a little stymied there. <laughs> right now, of course, she isn't the only. Um, Known person with psychic powers in the Fringeworthy game. Who's who's the other major source of psychic powers, Peter? In Fringeworthy? Yes. Uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Yes, you do. I do. Okay. Yeah, they have. You know, they're they're they're. You know. You know. Oh yeah. Oh the um. Guys. Oh right. The uh, blizzness. <laughs> yeah yeah. Okay. You're talking about a whole race. I, I was thinking. I was thinking one person in, in particular. No. Right. The 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 blizzness. The blizzness. Yeah. It's an entire species of psionic individuals. Um. I would also say Schmert because he did the telepathic data dump to Sayuri. 
We don't know. That could have been done uh, through some kind of instrumentality too. Yeah. Um, no, well, As a matter of fact, we said uh, in the uh, uh, in the Fringeworthy Bible that uh, Tamellers, uh, T prime Tamellers, are not telepathic. Oh, okay. They consider it to be a violation of their uh, individuality and their uh, originality. They don't want anybody poking around on their original thoughts ah. before they're ready to present them. So they would actually avoid that. Now, it's not to say that they wouldn't create an edu- uh, a mechanical educator of some kind for that purpose. But they, as far as a way of communicating with each other, uh, we, we said originally that was not something that they would do. That doesn't mean that there were plenty of other non-T-primers that were to Mellorn that might not have such abilities. Right. Yeah, I mean, okay. for, and like, as we said before, in FTL 2448, the Barlow are, are an alternate version of the T-primes, and they are very much telepathic to the point they don't even speak. They simply think at you. So, yeah, it can go It can go many ways, you know. So Right. Yeah, and these representations of powers also vary a whole lot, uh, depending upon the game system and whatever else you might want to do with it. Because, like they said in the hero system, you get to choose the special effect that happens whenever you use any of your powers. You know, oh yeah, whether they and so, for example, you could like be glowing and and and, and doing your telepathy, or it could be that you know. Uh, you, you cause a kind of a crawling sensation on the person who's hearing you whenever you're talking to them. I mean, you can decide what you want to do as long as it's just a special effect that doesn't actually have any real game, you know, um, effect other than how the person wants to react to it. Yeah, and in Sarah's worlds, you can you can pick a trapping for the for the power. So you want a, you want a pyrokinetic. A bolt. Well, you just simply choose the fire trapping, and it gives you some special benefits because it can set things on fire with that bolt, as well as you know damage individuals. Uh, if you know, and also if you if you're into cryokinesis, the bolt still is still the same thing, but now you have the you now you're shooting bolts of ice at people, or bolts of cold or whatever. You know, you know, you're freezing them in place. So yeah, it basically the trapping determines how it appears and how it functions. In the comic books, like the X Men, okay, um, the Iceman, he has—he basically has the ability to change the vibration of molecules, slow them down to make them colder, um, or not slow them down, which is, allows them to return back. Other people have the ability to vibrate them faster, which makes them get hotter and even burst into flames. So a lot of times you have, you know, the same power, the same method, you know, it's just different different areas of the scale that it could be different applications for the same technique yeah they're telekinesis is the biggie yeah right but i'm saying someone who has pyrokinetics could also very easily gain the ability of cryokinetics and basically say i'm just doing the same thing at the other end of the scale it's all variations of telekinesis you know, uh, you're just simply changing the scale at which your telekinesis works at. You're instead of working at the at the macro level, you're working at the atomic level. You know, you know, you're making things. Go ahead. And what I'm saying, and you could say telepathy is also telekinesis because you could be reaching into someone's mind and pressing on neurons and causing them to get the sensation of speech or something, sight. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I say that a lot of these powers, actually, if you want to, if your DM will allow, uh, they can go a lot of different ways. Okay, so uh, 
Do uh, Richard has a? Uh, do we have a, a a exhaustive list or at least categorization of powers that can be psychic? You know, that could be considered psionics, or is there really no no limit? I think uh, necromancy is one of is because necromancy is manipulation of, of of dead bodies of, of the souls and so forth. I would say you know, you know if someone said, "Well, I want to use necromancy," well, then you you're just a, are you a puppeteer? Are you actually raising the dead? Because you're raising the dead, that's something that requires magic. Are you just simply puppet being a puppeteer? Yeah. That's totally different. You know, depend. Yeah, because that's that that can be considered like telekinesis in a way yeah it's kind of a galvanic response kind of thing you're going for and you would also be limited probably to the the energy in the body you know whatever latent energy is there so yeah because normally we you would not think of something like necromancy or, or uh, necrokinesis or whatever you want to call it as being a psychic a psychic power just coined a new word richard uh, uh, bruce necrokinesis <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Different. Yeah. Da da. <laughs> do the do the thriller dance okay. here. One, two, three. Uh, oh, you just lost his leg. Oh crap! All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you get those, you, you get those uh, dead too soon. You get a lot of that too. Okay. So, um, so <laughs> I guess where, where where we're going from here is is. What does that mean, right? I mean, you know, you got you've you've got um, your hero is is you know living on Earth, doing his French thing, and turns out he has psionics or whatever. How does that how does that affect home? I mean, you know, how does that oh how does that how how does that affect society? Because and, 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 you know, oh, I was gonna say because the, the fringe, you know, the the fringe uh, portals and stuff are all they're in the news. It's not like it's hidden. Um, so, so French travelers are, are celebrities. So it's only a matter of time before that gets out. Yeah, and and you could have lots of stories of other worlds out there that have psychic powers, and it's and it's okay because it's like, well, you know, we're hearing about some strange place off somewhere, and of course, only one out of a hundred thousand people can go there. So it's it's kind of like a fanciful story, like you know, you hearing about you know, you know some of these tropical islands. You're you know, you're not going to go there, and and if you hear about things happening there, well, uh, that's interesting, but it doesn't really change your life. You know, there's that one world that's got almost everybody has powers. Uh, uh, we we uh, talked about it in our superhero, our superpower episode. But when it comes home, that's the real trick, is that when you find out that either they're coming through the portal and they've got psychic powers, or you suddenly find out that amongst your own population, perhaps hidden intentionally, are people with these kinds of powers. And what does that do? to the world well, initially it's going to be, you know it's found out through the uh the the uh, hip, hypno regression of uh Sayuri that Waylee's got psychic powers and that pretty much means it's going to be you know the UN Security Council which the UN Security Council which does unfortunately include the the um revolving nations so we we know that the big the, the main five will probably keep a stoom what about the guys who are only there for like two years? Are they going to keep it quiet or will it suddenly, you know, all of a sudden they start looking for those people who think they got powers and they start testing them? Well, Trav, why would anybody care about keeping it quiet? Well, let's face it. I mean, 
would you want to all of a sudden come to the realization that you could be walking down the street and somebody could read your mind at any time if they, you know, have a, 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 a visual lock or if they can do like um, hero games, call it mind scanning? That would be something that a lot of people, if that were to come out in the open, a lot of people would be losing their stuff thinking about that. You'd be causing, you know, mass hysteria if 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 you're realizing that anybody could have these powers and could be getting into you. Because we, we prize our thoughts as our own. As long as we do not speak, they don't become public record. They are our own. And all of a sudden have that one sanctum sanctorum about us able to be violated at any time. Letting, you know, whatever dirty secrets and skeletons we might keep to ourselves all of a sudden be accessible. That's not something people would really want to deal with. So that's why that would want to be uh, kept under wraps. And also just we humans generally, we kind of fear what we don't understand. And, you know, like if somebody, like Wei Lei, she was very, you know, she was extremely hesitant about being found out. And in the the story about Team One going out and finding that that stuff in the champagne bottle, they all drank it. She got all, you know, weirded out because she realized that Gordon and Sayuri found out that she had psi powers. Yeah, she was raised to be afraid of people finding out. You know, they, she grew up in communist. She's she grew grew up in communist China. She was afraid that they end up in a you know dissection table. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why people don't fear what they don't understand. And basically, the dissection table bit is they're going to find out what makes me tick at the very least, and at the very most, they're going to try to you know if they find out what makes me tick, they're going to try to infuse it in others to create you know super soldiers. Now remember, the Soviets supposedly had psychic research going on, I think, in the 50s and 60s. And 70s. Yeah, so it's not unheard of that a government might do something like that, you know, like a, what, what's the term I'm looking Men for? Men who stared at goats? Espionage. <laughs> a black project. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a government, if you were to keep this quiet and you that you had this kind of a power, then, you know, you could do some major espionage. I mean, you could find out all your country, all your enemy secrets. You could find out ways of, uh, of, of, of uh, embarrassing them publicly by, by revealing them or get uh, scientific secrets from researchers or even just figuring out, you know, what the, uh, what the military commanders were doing and change the tide of an entire military campaign just by being able to carefully choose who it was that you could read their minds. Uh, and the same thing goes with uh, some of the other powers too, though they're, 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 they're a little bit less intrusive as far as we're concerned. We don't seem to mind so much that somebody could pick something up and, and, and move it around as we are about the idea of someone getting into our minds. That right. seems to be the really, as you said, Trav, a big bugaboo because we we prize our privacy, our, our minds, as you said. It is our sanctum sanctorium. Yeah, and China has a head start on everybody because it has three confirmed si- known size, Sayuri, Sayuri's mother, and Sayuri's grandmother. You mean Waylay? Uh, Waylay. I'm sorry. Waylay. Yes. Thank you. Waylay. Yeah. Waylay. Waylay. Waylay's mother and Waylay's grandmother, and potentially her 
at least on the maternal side, that side of the family may have more psychics, uh, psionics. Yeah, but that's only because we talk about her. I mean, there could be plenty of other people who have psychic powers that have, are keeping it on the QT, you know, in other places of the world. Or there may be people with psychic power with psychic powers who don't know they have them. They may just qualify it as, oh, I just happen to be exceedingly lucky, and you know, it might end up being precognition. I'm really good at cold reading, not realizing that's empathy. Yeah, well, I would think that someone would. It would have to be a really weak power, I think, you know, for that to be unconscious of that. Well, I say most of the stories that have been written about psychic powers, uh, you know, once that it's it's more along the lines of all of a sudden things start happening and it's a problem, you know, like for example, the 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 the, the kids who become poltergeists, uh, you know, because there are there are no in fact poltergeists. It's just children. Uh, reaching the age of puberty and all of a sudden they start generating power and it manifests itself as psychokinetic, uh, uh, cryokinetic and all their, all the other kinds of kinetic powers inside of a, where they live. And there's like, Oh, we're being haunted, but it's really the kids. Uh, now again, these are stories, so they're not necessarily part of the reality of Fringeworthy. But if you want to make it so, because we do say that psychic powers are acceptable in the reality that is Earth Prime, then you could say, hey, those stories actually turns out to be true. Yeah, and one thing, actually having an active psionic that you know, you have something you can actually, you can then do intensive study on just to see how, especially like telepathy, is there some physical means can we that we can detect from this person, so we know what to look for. You know, we're not going to do these crappy tests with cards and all that stuff. No, we're going to look and see if we actually pick up this wave, this waveform pattern that we know that comes from a person who can who can read minds. Yeah, and you can also test to see whether there's any material that blocks it. You know, do, does it? Is it like D and D, where a thin layer of lead blocks telepathy? Well, uh, in the Savage Worlds, I'm saying it's actually op- – in the Savage Worlds, I'm stating that it operates in the electromagnetic spectrum, which means that Faraday cage works just fine. You know, of course, you got If ha- you say so, John. Yeah, yeah. No, no, a Faraday, a Faraday cage would because it stops uh- – Well, if it is electromagnetic, John, I agree. But, you know, it's – I, I've never, I never really thought that it was nailed down in any regard. Well, I, I don't want to introduce a new, a new force because otherwise you have to create the psi force. And I go, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, I, I really don't care for the psi force. I rather actually have that it operates within the known forces we already have right now. You know, you could just be able to manipulate them uh, through, uh, through the, through the uh, electromagnetic spectrum. What about the butterfly effect? That's just chaos. <laughs> no. Butterfly effect. Butterfly flaps its wings and, uh, and, uh, and uh, something happens somewhere else. They are, not toge- they are not together, but they do affect each other. That's the idea. It's not cha- chaos. Just simply says that it, uh, that when you you nail down every possible reason for something to happen, there's still other things that can happen. Well, but, but the butterfly effect means that small changes in initial conditions can lead to major di- divergences in in the end results. So yeah, but right. A butterfly flapping its wings in in Venezuela causes a hurricane to happen in 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 the in the Gulf of Mexico. Right. But if you, that's because the extent. 
it started things moving by flapping its wings and changing an air current, and that changed an air current, and that just kept well, maybe down. yes. But I was actually thinking more along the lines of what we refer to as quantum entanglement and other things like that, John. So you know, there's 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 interdimensionality. You know, I mean, since we have a game that has interdimensionality, then the idea of being able to be connected to another location through another dimension is is it doesn't you know it's it doesn't require it kind of throws. Uh, a new force because you've got the warping of space literally that's that that could be caused by this and so what's causing that space to warp are we talking are we are i we, can explain know, that i can explain that in in, reg- in regular physics maybe it's basically it's a wormhole that the to mill and control but anyway, yeah yeah but okay anyway anyway so anyway <laughs> never mind <laughs> it, 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 John, I'm glad that you you're you're trying to make it make sense. I just simply say that for most of our players and our GMs, there's going to be a whole lot of hand waving going hand on. Waving, exactly, it's going to be yeah. Sunday morning in a in a resurrection church. <laughs> They're going to be hand waving like Miss America. That's right, <laughs> like the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Queen Elizabeth. You know, and that, un- and that underwater hand waving they do with the Disney princesses. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. It, but the thing is, it, it, there's a force that, that that probably can be detected and probably can be blocked or enhanced. So yes, you can get the uh, Professor X's. Uh, what's it? What's it called again? Make his uh, cerebro. Cerebro. You can. You can. You can. You can. If you can figure out how things work, you can make a cerebro. God help you if you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, not every as as we found out, not everybody can handle cerebro either. So it's it's more along the lines of I I, I plugged my brain into the sun. Okay, <laughs> my brain's fried. All right. Yeah, but if you're tele- if you, if it's yeah, you know, say say you're going to try ampl- amplify telepathy, that can have bad bad results too for everyone. Of around. course it could. Yeah. yeah. What happens if you try to amplify anything? You know, I mean, you, you remember those big speakers they had in uh, back uh, at the beginning of Back to the Future? Sorry, son, you're just too darn loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, again, all right, so you know, the the, the most likely thing that's going to happen is is that the government's going to try to crack down and keep it a deep dark secret. Okay, but I, I but that's not really that much fun in the game. So we we really want to basically you know, to have really fun with this topic. We want to say it goes public. Either somebody does something on you know on the Today Show or or, or you know in the middle of Times Square or the whole deal. You know, someone goes flying across the sky like a meteor. You know, like the Human Torch, and and you can't put it underneath the 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 the, the rock anymore. Bruce, yeah. Remember in the story, who else is present when they discover? Waylay has psychic power, psionic powers. Doctor Hatsumi, the guy who who blew the whistle on the fringe pass and didn't and didn't let him become a dark, deep, dark government secret. Who do you think is going to break it to, to the world? Doctor Hatsumi. Or it could just be We Lie. That's that's true too. You know, she's got to tell her parents that they, that they tell at least tell her mother and grandmother they've been found out. Well, she decided. You told us that she decided to go public to protect them. So it's in her best 
favor to just go to go on national television and say, "Oh, by the way, I have psychic powers, and let me display them to you." You know, I, I would say I, I was I, I'd make this keep keep Doctor Hatsumi at least uh, have have some agency for him. He convinces her to go public, telling her it's the only way to keep her family family you know safe is to actually go publicly go up there, and we're going to get a group of people up there who are your worst enemies, like you know. The amazing Randy. We're gonna get all you know, all the all the skeptics up there, and then we're gonna have them design all the tests, and you're gonna blow them away by you know by completely bypassing all their all their protections, and collect one million dollars. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Except wasn't though isn't it? But though isn't that true though? I thought I thought uh, Randy though. I mean, someone said he actually would probably never pay off. No, if he ever got discovered, he probably would never pay off. No, no, he. I, I don't think so. John, we, no one knows. It's, it's since we have no reason to think it's ever going to happen in in reality. But in this world, uh, he, he might he might be like um, oh, uh, uh, like Mark Twain, where he basically you know went bankrupt in his uh, later years and he had to go back out on the circuit do uh, uh, doing talks until he basically paid off all his debts. Well, maybe the amazing Randy would have to do the same thing. <laughs> if you have to go out there and, and do uh, hit all the, the circuits, talking about your embarrassment, and maybe, and, but continuing to talk about having a healthy skepticism about things. Just because one thing turned out to be true doesn't mean it's all true. Yes, in fact, I, I pretty much say it in, in Yuri Geller still is a fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there's people out there that I think you're, that he may go back to again. There's this. Uh, I remember it was a show he was doing about psychic powers, and he was visiting this these pair of Russian ladies, and they were they they were having problems reading him. I'm going, you know what? Maybe because he may be psychic, or he may be one of these subconscious psychics. He's got power. He just doesn't know it, or he's learned how to block people, and he doesn't realize he's he, he actually can psychically block people. So those two Russian ladies, they couldn't read him because he was blocking him. He was blocking them. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what he was doing. So let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to um, something I want to touch on that you guys were talking about. Why is psionics such a big deal? I mean, why why does the general public have such a such a big issue with it? Um, and what it really boils down to, I mean, think think about this. <clears throat> one of the worst things in society, well, I mean, one of the one of the things that you can do that really upsets him is lying. You know, people people can handle like if you do something wrong and you admit to it and blah blah blah. But the real like I mean the 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 real bugaboo that people get a lot of times is when you lie about something and, uh, and you know and and people generally tend to look down on liars and and deceitful people. Uh, and it's because the truth is such it's such a delicate thing. When you have psionics, when you have telepathy and you can read someone's mind, you literally take that away from a person. You take away their ability to to be honest and to be who they are. Um, I mean you're, you're literally stripping one of the most important things about a person in society's eyes. You're not even giving them the chance to be that way and you're taking all their secrets away from them. You know, it's like in, in America, one of the things that we – we uh, prize the most. I mean, you know, we have free speech, but but it's also you know your right to privacy. You're, you know, you and, and you have none when you're around a telepath. It just flips people out. I mean, I think people would be more afraid of someone who could read minds than someone who could set them on fire. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's, it's it's a very it's like I mean, it's as personal as you can get. You know, you you can't be any more invasive than than to just get into somebody's head. Yeah. 
yes, there's the whole secrets thing. There's the whole personal invasion thing. There's, you know, uh, but um, uh, there's also uh, the public safety aspect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Trav, uh, somebody, somebody next door has the ability to conjure up fireballs anytime they want to. Does that do anything to your? Does that do anything to your property value? Well, yeah, because the chance that this person in could be having a bad dream in their sleep, and all of a sudden I end up a block away because they blew up my apartment building. Yeah, that would tend to bug me. Um, the the thing is with a lot of these psionic powers is that you're not going to have control of them right away. Usually, these gifts come off as, and there's a term in wild talents. It takes time to be able to, because you usually see this in comic books, most telepaths, when they first learn about mind reading, they're just buffeted by everybody's thoughts. And over time and with practice and dedication, they have to build up their, what they call their psi shields. It's kind of like me being an Aspie and building up my coping mechanisms so I can interact with my environment better and not, you know, melt down. It's the same thing with a telepath, is that their powers are often full bore and they have to learn to tone people out so they can read at will. They're not getting bombarded with thoughts of every single person within, you know, 50 feet all the time. Because that would drive a person insane. They'd have to learn to shut everything out. Yeah, and I, I think they would. I think that would be a natural reaction. Their own mind would, would do that because, you know, which, I mean, in some cases, it would literally shut the power down because they just couldn't deal with it. That's, that's also one of the big da- possible things is that someone might actually start developing the power and might, and might lose it because they, they just weren't able to handle it. Uh, also, there was... Um the old comic X-Factor was out in the 90s. It was the original five X-Men coming back, posing as mutant hunters, and then taking the mutants in to train them. Right. Kind of like continue. There was a character, he was a young uh, sailor named Rusty Collins, who had pyrokinesis. And it sort of came out, and he was like 18, so he was still puberty. His pyrokinesis came out just when he was making out with a woman, and he burned her severely. So that's why a lot of the the fact that a lot of people aren't going to like these psychic powers is because they're often uncontrollable when they're first manifested. So that means at any time you could have explosions, you could have electrocutions, you could have, you know, the massive mind reading, you could have, you know, just all sorts of spontaneous, uncontrolled manifestations at any time, and you don't know where they're going to come from. Anybody could have these powers, right? And these things are not considered to be weapons. I mean, you know, you, you got you look at your laws about weapons and control of weapons, especially the you know the ones that are really dangerous. You know, not, there's no laws out there that say any of these powers are weapons at all. You know, as a matter of fact, you you might even have a hard time establishing a causal relationship between the effect and the person who supposedly is generating it. That guy who burned the woman, can you prove that he did? I mean, there's no, does he, he has nothing to generate the fire. Uh, right. and all, and all, I'm just saying it's, it's, a, it's a huge legal issue because uh, any, t- 
other situation, you could say, well, he used a gun and he fired and hurt, or he used a stick and he pounded that person, or he, he did something, but now you got this person who has the ability to manifest an effect without a cause. Uh, at least, at least that's the way it seems until John, you know, gets in there and, and gets his scanners going and actually can prove that there's some kind of connection between the, uh, the person who has the power and the effect that he's generating. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, what I described way late is not that she has to activate her power. It's more like she's got to learn how to focus on one person. You know, it's like standing in a, it's like standing in a party and everyone's talking. She had to learn how to focus on one person to hear them. Uh, and not just not just hear everybody and be overwhelmed like 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 Trev said, but that that's what I meant about the power coming out and it's not refined right off the bat. The person the the person with the power the scion has to learn to control it to where they can manage it where they um, fine tune it right. So so you have this whole. Um, uh, culpability issue where, you know, if, if someone causes damage, you can't, ne- you might not necessarily be able to get, um, you know, uh, recompense for it. Okay. You've got this, this possibility that someone has a power that could trigger accidentally and cause great harm. All right. Uh, but, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Oh, cheating the market. Oh, cheating the market. If you have, because some game systems do let you give it to you, you have precogs. They can see the future. He can he can get the winning lottery ticket. And technically, that's cheating. <laughs> and it, that is, that's fraud. Or he can, he knows what, this, what stocks are going to go up because he's seen the future at least three days in the head. You know, and he's plays and he's you know becomes a billionaire because well he can he he can he knows what stocks to buy, what stocks to sell, more or less. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the guy Hero in in uh, the the TV show Heroes, you know he uh, he could have done that any time with his time travel. Yeah, he could. Oh yeah, you know he had supernatural ability of time traveling. Biff Biff did it in Back to the Future, you know. <laughs> right, using an instrumentality of time travel. Sure. So. Uh, Okay, so people, so people don't feel safe around people who have psionics. The government, uh, you know, there's is open to great disruptive power effects from the, uh, the, the people who have psionics. Okay, uh, is there anybody going to be put out of a job because people have psionics? Well, I mean, not necessarily out of a job, but basically, the uh, I would imagine people who have like. Like Waylay, who have telepathy and empathy, would make great uh, therapists because they can get in there and see what really is wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know uh, they make they make great psychiatrists. I think it takes so many jobs. I mean, think about it. Right. It's like a courtroom. You know, uh, the best lawyers would be the psionic lawyers. Solving crime, you just make sure you got at least two or three postcogs on your team. They walk into the crime site and they go, "Some guy wearing a yellow jersey, I think his name's Bob." And <laughs> so you're saying that if there were enough of them, then basically the police, the, the the detective department would be out of a job. Oh God, what was the name of the movie? Tom Cruise, Minority Report. Thank you. Yeah, the the Bureau of Free Crime, exactly. And as far as lawyer telepathic lawyers go, uh, GURP Psionics had the concept of the three telepath system. You had a telepath to mediate, you had a telepath for the prosecution, you had a telepath for the defense. 
real easy court trials. So you you never have the crime of um, uh, oh, what is it when you lie in court? Perjury. Yeah, there would be no crime of perjury because it would be pointless. All right. I mean, uh, uh, now good good things for the GMs out there who like to write mysteries and so forth. Savage Worlds does not have post-cog or pre-cog remote viewing as a power. So what? Yes, it does not have those because they they short circuit adventures. Yes, they do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they they, they uh, though I've used it very effectively in Bureau Thirteen adventures. Uh, they they are very they could very easily break the game if yeah. if if the whole point of the adventure is it's a mystery then uh the 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 the, uh, the important part of it doesn't fi- is becoming find out where the location is that I need to do it okay and then after i see it or hear it or whatever what you know did what i see or hear did was it was it really what i think i saw or was it you know um, a put-up job because once people know that people are going to be doing this, they're going to be looking into the past. They could actually do things to make it look like they're doing something else. They could drop words. They could say things because hey, you know, they don't. People looking into the past seen that you said, "Yep, yeah, this is Bill's the one responsible for this." So sorry, Charlie, and they pull the trigger, and then they're looking for Bill. And you just made up that name, yeah. so yeah. Or like it, like like in Minority Report, uh, you you're only getting a, you're only getting a fragment of a scene, and you're basing everything off that fragment. Then right. then maybe you 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 don't have context, so that's the other problem. This precognition may be just as uh, also you know as as a certain short little green guy would say, flux is the future. Ah, uh, yes. Always in flux. Yeah, always in flux. Right. Yeah. I mean, basically, uh, the, the, are you are you a predeterminist GM, which means wherever you what happens in precog is going to happen. Uh, that a lot of players will hate you for that. <laughs> you know, that's called railroading. Or is it just one possible future? Yeah. One. Yeah. The the infamous one possible. And the postcog, however, is that's where it really makes its money. You, you you know you walk into the room you do the postcog and you oh there we go or you know variations of that which is also like reading uh, um you pick up an object and you can sense its past and stuff like that those things are not in savage worlds thank thank goodness <laughs> but they are in bureau thirteen at least in the tritech rules yeah and also I think in d twenty there is I think there may be pre essence in d twenty in the d twenty uh, powers I don't have the book in front oh though. you mean um. Like in the expanded psionic handbook, yeah, yeah uh, I use Ultimate Psionics, which basically Dream Scarred Press redid and updated the expanded Psy handbook for uh, Pathfinder. Yeah, they've got offensive and defensive prescience. Offensive gives you bonuses to attack rolls. Defensive gives you bonuses to armor class and saves, I believe. It's minor. It's only like a plus one or plus two, but still... You have that slight flash of precognition that allows you those temporary bonuses for like your next attack or your next defense. So, all right. So let's move on to the big bugaboo. Yep, the religion. Yeah, the eight hundred pound gorilla. Religion. Why is it that religion has such a you know? It's the power uh, of the devil. It's the power of the devil. 
Could you could you expl- uh, expound on that, John, uh, or could you actually enlarge on that statement? Because oh, because they I mean, they don't believe in science, therefore you know it is a magical power, and therefore they're a witch, and witches are created by the devil, and therefore it's the power of the devil. Okay, well that's not really that's that's one possible view I'm of it, which is not from which is not boy. <laughs> yeah, which I, is is only okay. So what you're saying then is is that these powers, okay. Uh, can are only manifested through the the supernatural power of the devil is what you're saying. Yeah, and also they can read my mind and find out that I'm a, I'm a cheating liar and a con man too. But anyway, you know. Uh. <laughs> no, no, okay. So, so you're you're basically what uh, you're saying that one religious point of view is is that supernatural powers, psionic powers, are actually gifts of a supernatural being, the uh, whose purpose is to use it to cause. Uh, dismay, destruction, and dis- uh, discord. Uh, yeah, because that's his his nature, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is another point of view, uh, which is that because these powers are basically breaking the whole cause and effect routine, they are essentially miracles, and there is only one being. Uh, to, if you're going to Judeo-Christian, who has the ability to perform miracles, and that's God himself. So therefore, you are counterfeiting the miracles of God, and therefore you are either A, uh, leading the, 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 the uh, faithful astray, or B, you are uh, setting yourself up as a replacement for God, which is, of course, uh, heresy, Uh and I don't know if there's a C in there anyways, but the point is that a lot of people don't like the idea of psychic powers because they it, it seems like you are assuming the role uh, that should uh, – and the uh, the powers that should belong in the realm of God himself and not for man to have. So – and just having it is is basically being a uh, – you're, you're basically being a religious presumptuous you know, person to do that. The, of course, it's, of course, it's small minority saying, oh, these are blessings from God. But that's, I would say, a, a small minority. Yeah, very small. The faithful who gain these powers certainly want to look at them that way. Yeah. What were you saying, Peter? I was going to say, you know, I mean, maybe – you know, you'll come out as being an instrument of of God or whatever, you know, or gods or whatever, depending on where you are and what religious people are, are viewing it. You know, yeah. you may actually not be stoned to death. You may actually, you know, be revered and you say, oh, well, God, God is working through him. Um and, you know, at that point, if you're surrounded by a bunch of religious people who are known to, you know, set people on fire and stab them with pitchforks and such, you might say, yes, yes, it's exactly what's going on. God is working through me. Yes, I agree. You are right. <laughs> or the yeah, or I've attained, attained enlightenment and I've gained powers if you want to go for the Buddhist route and so forth. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it depends. I mean, there's all kinds of, uh, you know um, – permutations of that right but uh you know when somebody asks you if you are a god you say yes <laughs> yes only when another god asks you that by the way yeah, yeah. otherwise otherwise it's really you're really being kind of full of yourself 
a long time ago, um, I read a book by a, um, uh, a Christian uh, apologist whose name was Watchman Nee, and he said that, uh, that powers, all these so-called psychic powers, actually were present in Adam and Eve uh, in the garden because God took two people and said, okay, you got to take care of this air, not just, you know, like look, lord over it, you know, from afar, but actually steward, take care of this area that was the size of Ethiopia. Okay, because it had the Tigris River in it, Euphrates, and if you think about the you know, all those different rivers, this is a big area, and two people were supposed to be in charge of all that. So uh, he he believed in, in this book called The Latent Power of the Soul. Uh, he said that these powers were there to help us fulfill God's will. And, and we were supposed, and we were always supposed to have them. But when sin came into the world, God basically, uh, inactivated them, uh, because he didn't want the devil to get his hands on these and use them for his usage. But they were actually originally godly powers. And so therefore they weren't of a demonic origin. They were actually of a godly origin. But he still said at the end of it, at the end of the day, you're not supposed to use them. You're supposed to gain your power through the Holy Spirit from God directly. So just trying to just just putting that out there that uh, there's there were some people said that we these powers are actually always been part of humanity, but only a few people have been able to overcome whatever resistances there are. You know whether you want to call it genetics, whether you want to call it uh, you know uh, body um, uh, domination and and. Uh, Discipline, like the fakers of India, where they claim to be able to ex- uh, exhibit powers and things. He says, this is, this is all, you know, th- this is part of humanity and isn't necessarily um, a curse from the supernatural realm. You know, that's, so that's all in there too. You've got all these different religious points of views kicking in there. Some of them saying it's this, some of them saying it's that. And, and people could go to war over this. Oh yeah, and pe- oh, yeah. people like like Waylay gets a bu- gets a, a a security guard wherever she goes any place other than China. Well, she's probably still gets one in China too. But yeah, wherever she goes, she's got a security guard, and she's in the middle because they don't want her to get shot by some lunatic. <laughs> you know, and well, she's out. Of course, she's the one who best uses the crystal to find fringeworthy. So yeah, it's- but John, don't call them lunatics, okay? But they're mostly afraid, I imagine. But I'm just saying, they may firmly, and they may have reasoned their way to this point to say, this must happen. You know, we, this, these people need to go. This is the wrong path for humanity. So, they, you know, they're not necessarily a lunatic. You know, the, the people who consider things carefully and then act upon their points of view are far more dangerous than raving, you know, uh, socio and psychopaths who are usually pretty easily caught after the first time that they try to do something yeah i imagine though it's not in most games that it, you know and then if this was if you know and if this was the real world she would, if your empathy was something she could turn on she probably would say okay turn up to full and when i feel somebody f- not liking me I, be, I best focus on them see if they don't like me and they have a gun yeah, well, you're assuming a rather cosmic range of power john okay i mean guns guns are great they work from a thousand feet away yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah, she she probably can't do that, but anything you know, someone close by. 
Yeah, it, they they also don't stop you from leaving a bomb in a waste paper basket. That's true too. With yeah, with a cell phone set up and, and video mode, and you're someplace right. else, you can or turn it or on. tampering with her ta- uh, her uh, uh, her room service. I mean, I'm just saying is that you know if, if someone has it in for uh, the, the statement has always been that if you're willing to die to kill somebody, you're probably going to be successful. Yep, I agree there. But but the only way but the only way this could this can go away or this could at least be alleviated I would say to some extent not completely uh, would be to find out how prevalent psionics are amongst amongst humanity and also a really big PR campaign about its benefits and how these are all good things but yeah if you only have a small group then yeah that's going to make a lot of people feel a lot safer you know your your people in in Kansas are not going to be worried about you know all the uh the, the mind readers suddenly descending upon their little farming hamlet and <laughs> and finding out their deep dark secrets you know scotsmen you know can can rest easy with their flocks yeah. Wow, yeah. you went there. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, okay, uh, okay. Equal, equal opportunity, and of course, the watermelon farmers can rest easy with their watermelons. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but I'm just, you know, I'm saying is that the, um, the as I've said, as far as you know, we, we've talked about how things get onto the internet and how it's forever and all this stuff like that. You know, is. We're already living in a world where your greatest security is the fact that you don't matter. Your anonymity is is based upon your lack of importance. So for 99.99, and you could probably toss a bunch of zero uh, nines after that, of the people in the world, they're never going to come in contact with somebody who has psychic powers. And if they did, that person wouldn't care. <laughs> they, don't, they don't matter. The the problem is getting those people to understand that they're safe, that those bad things aren't going to happen. It doesn't matter because everybody thinks that they're important to some degree. That's why you need a PR program to say, hey. Well, yeah, you need something to say. It's like, okay, the people that really have something to worry about are the ones who are the big movers and shakers. Oh, we forgot something else as far as a segment of society that really would not like psychic. Well, I think we brought it up with, you know, precognitives and like the stock market. John brought that up earlier. The whole business world would collapse because speculation would. You remember a few years ago, we had oil speculators and we had, at least here in the Detroit area, we had gas at over $4 a gallon because of all the oil speculation. Imagine if precognition were to get into finance. Financial markets get blown open. Yeah, in some ways it'd be really good, Trav, because you know, no no oil company would put down a, a would put down a drill, would put down a a, a well uh, unless they knew that it was going to bring something up. That could save a lot of money. That could really incre- increase the profitability of companies that are in the in the business of speculation. Well, but okay, but that sort of plays into okay, you know. So, what do you have to do to, to see for that precog to work? Do you literally have to drag a well machine out there, and then he does his thing? And if he does see well oil coming up, okay, then we drill. But if he do, but if he doesn't, 
you know, is it because you didn't drill? Or because you did drill and didn't find anything? You see what I'm saying? So that gets kind of flaky with you because you're playing with time and predictions. Yeah. Well, I would assume that, you know, if you, you would have to at least bring the stuff over to the wellhead. Okay. That in other words, you'd have to commit to, to, to drilling there. You, you could just walk over and have someone stand there and say, okay, I'm going to look here into the future and see if it happens because the, the, the people would have to be, because then they never show up. And yeah, you've got like that whole kind of problem with, uh, it being a paradox. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying if you at least commit yourself to bringing this stuff over there so you're ready to drill, if you get the go-ahead, then I think that would, would align the probabilities enough that you should be able to get a good reading. Yeah, and, and who says there aren't people already in, in the uh, finance world who use precogs, precognition to see the future stocks? <laughs> uh because it isn't real, John. I know, but no, I'm not saying in the, in the in, you know in the game. I know, I Peter, saying, I thought you'd be in there for this. No, I'm saying in the, no, I'm saying in the I was saying in the game in the, in the game world that there may be people who you know oh I'm pretty good at picking stocks and not realizing why they're good at picking stocks. Yeah, like exactly. Said, there, sure, there'd be a lot of people out there who basically don't realize they have powers. They're just really good at picking you know picking stocks and know when not to take a flight. They're they're just intuitive, right? Exactly. Right, and if you found that that person had that power, okay, you know, with John's, you know, electromagnetic detector, okay, does that person by law have to give up their job, or does he have to get licensed? And now he's, and it's, it's, it's basically, is way is way doing a variation of um, insider trading. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would think that in the stock market area, you wouldn't be allowed to have that kind of a power. You would. But what if you find out most stockbrokers have it at some level? Well, if everybody has it, then then nobody's special, right, John? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's you know it becomes you have to have this power in order to be in this business. Okay, fine. I mean that is another way of going to it. If there's enough people that have it, you just basically say, okay, you know. That, we, we we don't you know all your diagnosticians okay are psychic surgeons okay all of your um, uh, all your psychologists or psychiatrists have to have telepathy or at least or at empathy least, okay yeah all your um, all your daycare workers have to have empathy okay? all your bases belong to us yeah yeah. Uh, yeah but I'm just you know if you have enough people that have these powers if, if this is one of those rolling tide things that happen you know the uh, there's a, we passed a cusp and now everybody's starting manifesting powers and yeah then you I imagine there would be jobs where it'd be like there's no point in you hiring you if you don't have this power now but if we assume that they're rare which we pretty much have been assuming in most versions of fringeworthy then I think what would happen is people would be like excluded from jobs rather than saying this is the only job you can well you basically would say this is the only job you can have you know you can just look look right to to the X-Men or Marvel comics and I think they had a pretty good take on it you know if if the vast majority of people don't have special abilities and you've got this minority <clears throat> extremely small minority of people who do uh, they're not going to take over these positions. They're going to be shut out of them. I mean, <clears throat> they'll make laws against them so fast because you let people complaining to their senators. It's like, how are we going to compete in this world? The union would get involved, and the union would be like, you can't hire psionics, you know, to do this job because then, you know, how are these other guys going to work? How are they going to feed their families? We'll go on strike. It's unfair competition. Yeah. 
Right. Unfair competition. Right? Yeah. yeah. It would, it would be brutal. And you would have guys well, getting, I mean, you'd have people getting beaten ahead with bats. Um, even if they hadn't really done anything wrong because people are scared. Like you're going to take my job away from me, take money out of my, you know, or take, yeah, take food out of my kid's mouth. Your very existence is, un- is wrong. Well, it's like the, the, the comic book trope of where, okay, if you have any type of metahuman powers, you're barred from athletics. Because you're going to have, gee, let's see, you have a telekinetic who has like, and we, I just listened to the Superpowers episode, they have touched telekinesis. They're going to be able to throw a ball farther than anyone else. They're going to be able to move better than anyone else because they could just bound over, you know, the opposition. Or they could oh, use their telekinesis. They can use their telekinesis to avoid getting hurt. Therefore, they can just basically form like a telekinetic cow catcher and just blow through an offensive line. Yeah, yeah. or they learn how to pick themselves up, pick themselves up by their bootstraps and fly, so they can do that leap. Even just momentary, you know, telekinetic bursts of leaping. Still, you're going to be able to bound over an offensive line with that ball, and just it. It is a common comic book convention of if you're a made a human you're already barred from sports in the comic book series alpha flight in the very beginning one of the characters had the ability to fly north star yes he was a downhill uh ski racer and and even though he claimed that he never ever used his powers when he was uh, competing they you know that no one would believe him and they still stripped him of his Olympic medals. Yeah, Jean-Paul Bobier. Yes, I remember the early days of that comic. Yeah, he was not happy about that. No, not at um, all. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. This is Richard Tohoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at Tri-Tech Games. And if you don't, We'll be after your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav of the Travcast, Hour 3 of Blind Wolf's Rubber Room Association on DementiaRadio.org, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern.